sometimes films don't need to be a 90 minute film. It could be a one minute, it could be a five minute film. You know, stories are told in so many different ways. You don't need the time limit to, to say what a story needs. Welcome to Short Lived, the podcast about short films and the filmmakers behind them. I'm your host and your favorite bedroom podcaster, Henry Valdez. I'm a writer, filmmaker, and someone with a love for movies and helping other creatives create. At Short Lived, we don't let the short films of the past die on the vine of the internet. We give them a little bit of water and bring them back to life. So that's what we're about. So thanks for tuning in and checking out Short Lived. This is our second episode, so I appreciate you coming back and hopefully you are following us and subscribing and doing all that good stuff that helps to keep this thing going. So thanks again and uh, yeah, welcome to the party. For this episode, we got a chance to talk to an incredibly talented up-and-coming filmmaker, Andrew Sanchez. Andrew is a young man hungry to go out and make some really captivating movies without really overthinking and creating obstacles that just don't need to be there. He's self-taught. He's part of the uh, YouTuber generation of just kind of figuring shit out, not making excuses, and making some good movies. So here's Andrew. Hey, uh, my name is Andrew Sanchez. Uh, I'm a film director based out in Orange County. I'm a very creative guy, and I've I've grown up kind of loving movies and always was just curious on how they made them. So I fell in love with acting, and then from acting, I was like, I want to be behind the camera and, uh, and just focus on that. And just from there, I've just been making some short films here and there. And the short film I want to talk about today is The Collapse, which just won an award or an honorable mention for the Directing Change One Minute Film Festival. His film Collapse is a short one-minute movie about the dangers of partying, drug culture, and just like the general consequences that are right around the corner on the other side of just taking too much of that shit. But at its core, I think it's a movie about family, relationships, and how we affect the people around us and the people we care about most. That's what really gravitated me towards this film. It's really short, but it is, uh, it's very impactful, and he does a great job of telling a full story in less than a minute. There's just something about mission-based filmmaking that uh, is pretty new to me, something that I think is really cool to explore more, and also taking on the challenge of that and the responsibility. Anyways, here's our talk. So did you go to uh, film school? Nope. Uh, self-taught. YouTube University is, is where I went. I, I got there and uh, got straight A's. Your cinematography skills as like a director are just like superb, man. So Thanks, how? Man. So that can't all just be YouTube or maybe it is, but like how did you acquire, <laughs> you know, these uh, just the ability to to create these like really dynamic lighting you do everything from like these really great natural shots to um mm. i love the tutorials that you, that you've been building on uh on your instagram like how did you develop that a lot of that came from uh so a lot of the movies i watched i would watch the director's commentary and they would always be talking about this one guy and his name was roger deakins 
he's a he's a really famous cinematographer in the film world and uh i was like Who, what's a cinematographer what is that i don't i don't get it people keep talking about him they're giving him you know some hot mentions i was like okay i got to see what this guy's all about and i look up his movies and you know some of the movies that i that are pretty notable are like no country for old men um he worked a lot with the Cohen brothers so he did like oh brother art thou he did prisoners with Denis Villeneuve he did like a lot of these like really awesome movies that I just I loved and there was always this sense of style that he had which was like telling a story uh like framing up a shot and telling a story with just like one shot and that got me into cinematography a little bit more and I was sort of like interested in in these shots that would you know it wasn't a lot of cutting back and forth from different characters it was like if you can tell a story in just one shot how can you do that? And he was really, really good at that. Um, and then, you know, Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, I started watching them and kind of, it made me feel a little bit more liberated with my directing style. Like, you know, it's nothing of all, everything doesn't have to always be super, you know, planned. Everything can be stylized. And that gave me the freedom to like, you know, make some interesting looking films and stuff like that. But a lot of that just came from instinct. It wasn't like a conscious decision. Most of the shots that I choose um, come from just like, how do I want to tell the story? And if I can just do it in one shot, I'd rather just do that. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, and, and hearing you say that, I, uh, I really see it now because what I, what I think is so interesting about, you know, the, the movies that you're making is the very first frame of all your shots. It's almost mm -hmm. like it's a picture and then it moves into a video and then mm -hmm. motion happens afterwards, right? So it makes Thanks, a lot man. of sense that your big inspiration is like, how do I make a frame as interesting to the audience as possible and to tell a story? So, you know, what made you think of, of creating something, you know, something like this? Well, my buddy Ben's, uh, my, my buddy Ben Zavara, who's in the film, he plays my brother. He sent me something in, uh, an Instagram saying like, Hey man, uh, there's like this film competition in Whittier. It's a statewide competition, but Whittier library can sponsor you. So you can send your film and, and turn it in. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But the deadline was like in a week. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this in a week. He's like, you could do it. Come on, just like, just we could film something in a day, like whatever. So I was like, I'm going to rally the troops. So I rally my buddy, Kevin, who's also my co-cinematographer, a really talented guy. Um, and I'm like, we need to make like a minute story. How do, how do we do that? We, can, we only have a minute. And um, kind of the inspiration was uh, some of the categories. So one was uh, suicide prevention or suicide... Uh, you know, prevention and then uh, mental health, kind of talking about that. And then there was another one called Through the Lens of a Culture. And I was really interested in that one because, I, I don't know, for me, I guess I'm more connected with that one than the rest of the categories. And uh, I was like, what if I did like a Through the Lens of a Culture, like drug culture, like that, and target like my own young audience? You know, I'm, I'm 22, so a lot of up and comers are you know, doing drugs or doing alcohol. And it's like, how do I tell a story that's not just don't do drugs? That's bad. How do I make it a little more cinematic and, and more, uh, the way I pitched it to Kevin was like, I want to make a movie trailer of like, of a dad losing his son, 
to drugs and how that would affect him. So the way it begins is is essentially we start with this dinner. The dad is congratulating the son on getting into college. Then uh, we move into a party scene afterwards and we cut back and forth. So this, the father is giving this big monologue saying, like, I'm so proud of you. You know, when I look at you, I, I still see my little boy, you know, really tugging on the heartstrings. That's like what every dad says to their kid. You know, we always we always look. And I took my dad's inspo from this because he said that to me once. He made this same exact speech once in my life. And, you know, he tells me all the time, I always see you like little boy. Why can't you be like a little boy forever? As a dad, you, you always think of that. And that really resonated with me. And so he makes that speech um, to my character. And then we cut to a party scene where I'm doing all the drugs and, I'm you know, I'm getting drunk with my friends. And it's just kind of like a juxtaposition of like this sweet, you know, speech with his father and then drinking. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I talked to my girlfriend, Ashley, and she was saying that like, while watching this, I knew what was going to happen, but I, I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to happen. She was saying that like, I knew my character was going to die and was going to overdose and that I knew it was going to affect my dad's, you know, my dad's mental state. So I really wanted to tug on, you know, people's heartstrings with this make them feel really connected with the father-son relationship and then kind of ruin their whole day by showing them the ending. So. You, you know, I almost I almost had a different interpretation the first time because mm-hmm. I almost felt like he was thinking of this as his dad was speaking. And I thought a lot about like being like a young adult, being a young person, where there's so much of your life that's hidden from your parents and you mm-hmm. can't help but reflect on that on those moments almost like man they're telling me these these great things they think of the world of me and i did something where like i i od'd and my friend saved me or something or i got arrested and i didn't tell them or something and yeah. i almost felt like uh you know at first that's what kind of crossed my mind like i i i understood what you know what you were saying i i you know and getting the the plot that way but i almost felt that as well and i thought mm-hmm. that was kind of like an interesting feeling it could just be personal you know personal interpretation um perhaps cuz i have you know a daughter that's going to be 18 soon and that's it's i have a different angle uh right but that you know i just think there's so much of that um you know with that character that it could be e- either way in a you know certain aspect of it yeah, that's definitely a way I wasn't thinking about. But when you say it, it sounds really, really good too. Um, yeah, we don't we don't see the character die, so he could have been saved by his his friend. You know that the the idea part of the film where the father gets a phone call. You know, you don't hear what's on the other other line of that. It could be the friend. It could be the friend saying, hey, your your son is in the hospital right now. He's going to be all right. Or it could be the other way. So I'm kind of glad that it can go both ways. Yeah. And I and I I really like that, that it's not like there's a little bit of interpretation to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can like rewatch it a few times and kind of pull something out. I think that's like you made something impactful, right? You took something, you took like um, 
a subject matter, like you said, where it's like, just don't do drugs. And you could have went like a very cliche way or something. And you mm-hmm. added like layers of, of humanity and, and family love and, uh, you know, created something that was like a three dimensional story in, in less than a minute. Thanks. So yeah, that was really cool. So t- talk yeah. about, uh, talk about how you lit the scene. You know, oh, you had man. two, you have two kind of main scenes and they're lit very uh, differently. And I really, I really liked the the change. Yeah. Uh, when talking to my, my cinematographer, Kevin, uh, I wanted both scenes to feel different. And one of them, the garage party scene is blue and the dinner scene is more of a warm kind of welcoming lighting. So that was, you know, very intentional. I wanted to feel that way. And he was like, I, I agree. That's, that's a good, like, it's a good way to differentiate because we're cutting back so often, you know, you can, the audience isn't confused on where we're at. So that was, that was, you know, something me and him considered before going in and filming. As far as the filming of the uh, dinner scene, that was taken from, I want to say it was a Falcon Eyes flex light. So those falconized flex lights, they're really, really light. So you can you can hang them on a ceiling with tape and they'll just they'll just stay there. And since my kitchen is or my dining room is pretty tiny, I needed that flexibility. So we use like a really small, flexible light, really light light, put it on the roof, and then I I liked the moodiness of it. So I was going to add a little bit more light back into the shadows, but I said, ah, oh, that's, that's not necessary. Like <laughs> we, I like it moody. I, I think that, that that works for the theme of the, of the film. I'm cool with that. And uh, other than that, that, it was just lit with one light. It wasn't, it wasn't really too complicated. You know, there was some practicals in the background uh, just so the background doesn't fall into darkness. Um, but other than that, that was it. It was just, it was just filmed with one light, and when we shot it in, we shot it in coverage. So we shot the dad John's character, we shot him first, and then we shot ours. So it was two sides. It was his side and then my side. We shot his first, had the light pointed directly forty five degree angles on him, and then got everything from him, got his whole monologue, and then we switched it, turned the light this way, and then got the rest of us. So it was. It wasn't too hard. It was really simple. And it, we were working with a, such a small crew. So simplicity was, you know, the name of the game. I wanted to focus a lot on directing and I didn't want to worry too much about the visuals. So uh, what I did the day before is I did lighting tests. I just filmed, I put my camera on a tripod where the shots I want it to be and and just film myself with the lighting. You know, does it look better with this angle? Does it look better with that angle? Just because I think a lot of preparation gives me the flexibility to improvise on the day, you know, that way I'm not scrambling around. That's why I'm not, I'm not freaking out under like wondering what the next shot's going to be. If I know the shot list, I'll be okay. Cause then we can just, we can be, Oh wait, that shot looks good. Let's try that instead. You know, but I got this shot in my back pocket just in case that doesn't work. So preparation is key in filmmaking. You know, how was it received once you put it out there? You know, part of what I, what I, I, I like is that when you, you shoot something and then you're, you're ready to share it, 
you know, you put it out there to share. It's not just like unlisted and you need a passcode, you know, for, you know, some video on YouTube or whatever. And then you go like five years and finally you're like, here's my short film that I didn't show anybody. Uh, I I think that's cool. So how did, what did people think about it? it? They liked it. Um, I was very happy with the reception of it. It's something that felt honest and it felt, uh, it felt like, yeah, that that's the type of message I wanted to, to get across. Just because I feel like a lot of films, they uh, they lose their vision in the middle or the ending of it, and they kind of lose their identity. This one maintained it throughout, and I was very happy with it. So my storyboard, uh, what me and Kevin wrote, was very accurate on what, what you guys see on screen. So that's something that I'm very happy and proud of because, you know, it doesn't always happen that way. You know, you lose sight of things. You change up the things at the last minute. And that just comes down to just me and my, my buddy, Kevin. He's He's been a friend since high school. So it's, you know, we kind of know each other's style. It's just us making movies after movies, after movies, after movies. And, you know, you get to a certain point where you could say, I don't really like that. And then he could say, I don't like that either. And we both understand why we don't like that. It's our style is very jived. We jive very, very well together. And um, I think... Maybe I should take a lot more time to to hold off on releasing stuff, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I just want to post it and and just send it out to people and kind of get people, you know, get people to look at it because I'm very proud of it. No, I I, I think that's great. I think that's the way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. get get your art out there. If you were if you were writing a song, you would uh, you know, you'd record it, and when it was ready, you would you would share it. You know, and I mm-hmm. think that's part of what this podcast is about is that short films are their own medium. They're not just the, a means to an end, right? It's not yeah. just like, oh, I made this. So then that way, you know, hopefully someday I can make the feature of it. It's like some mm-hmm. stories are really good when they're five minutes long, eight minutes long, 10 minutes long, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, do you think that the the constraints, you know, helped you with your creativity? Like, you know, making a, a minute, movie is really hard it's probably harder than making like a five or a ten minute movie in terms of like telling the full story in such a short amount of time and then also doing it in a week you know you had some pretty heavy restrictions right right? the week was was tough right um yeah i think having those restrictions sometimes adds to the creativity you get a little bit more clever with it if this was a, a five minute short film per se, there would be some development between the dad and the, and the son. There would be more and more and more of this, more of that. There would be more character development with the characters. I don't talk in the film. I'm the, I'm the, the son or the main character. I don't talk in it, but uh, it, it deemed unnecessary to me. You know, uh, the story wouldn't work in a five minute, in my opinion. It wouldn't be as effective in my mind if it was five minutes. Sometimes films don't need to be a 90 minute film. It could be a one minute, it could be a five minute film. You know, stories are told in so many different ways. You don't need the time limit to to say what a story needs. Yep. That is exactly what we're trying to do here as short lived. You know, some movies are just, are just good for the time that they're on, right? Not everything is a feature. Not everything is a mini series or a series. There's something good about condensed stories and really knowing where your story belongs. Anyways, isn't Andrew cool? I think he's awesome. 
Um, the movie is going to be in the show notes, so make sure you uh, watch it along with his Instagram. He also does, uh, he has this really great videography business where he's doing um, some really captivating real estate videos, something that you know I did for a while and he is a thousand times better than I ever was. So you can also check out those. Check out his lighting tutorials, his uh, movie making tutorials. He's just making some great content and doing it at a very high level. So at him and at us, short-lived. We're going to keep these coming and I appreciate you giving us a shot. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Some kind of ocean for my eyes But I got up out of the hopeless Yeah, I got over you last night Wasn't it easy to believe I would be broken forever Thought I would never see the light You didn't need me So I went looking for somebody better Thought I'd be sadder But I'm fine Washing my tears away I watch my heartbreak go down the